0: But I have to say, there's definitely more, it's, I mean, BDSM has become way more uh, in the mainstream, right, the people know more. And also, I, I used, I remember, Alexa Bartman used to joke that, um, you know, when they started with the workshops, the anal armoring with the men, for example, was, um, used to be very difficult. You can only get one finger in, it was very contracted and over the years, we kind of notice almost like an ass consciousness that got elevated. Like, like it was, yeah. It's, it's we see it in the workshops that it's actually that exercise just really flows really easy for much more easy now than it used to be.
1: Welcome everybody to a special episode of Technosocial, where Daniel and I are here with. Paris and Timo from The New Tantra, both tantric, well, tantric workers. I'm not entirely sure what the word for it is, but I think we'll get into what it is you guys do. Um, We've spoken a bit about tantra before on the podcast, but mostly from a a very intellectual and philosophical perspective. And I think today we're going to get more into perhaps the, uh, the juicier and the sexier side of things, and especially kind of like, what is tantra oh like paris is happy <laughs> what is tantra and um what is in like the particular form of tantra that you guys are practicing because i was taking a look at the uh, the new tantra website right and one of the things it, it discusses is how when people hear tantra perhaps we think there's there's this kind of hippie new age style of tantra which is lots of eye gazing and sacred sexuality and typically things you'd find at like new age type festival sometimes referred to as neo-tantra perhaps there's also then this old like a thousand at least year old philosophical system that comes out of the indian subcontinent that feeds into things like tibetan buddhism today that works with meditations and energy practices etc but then what you guys are doing with the new tantra is not distinct from that stuff but it's also got its own unique flavor to it and i'm looking forward to um, to digging into that but i thought as a uh, as a just like little warm-up and we can find out a bit more about you guys like if i could just ask how did you each hear about tantra and what was it that appealed to you what attracted to you towards it in the first place
0: well uh for me it was i was in a place in my life where i was you know looking at self-development and then I found out that okay sex is also an area I can work on. Um because I had two boyfriends in a row and the sex was equally bad with both of them. So I thought shit, I'm the common denominator. So oh, I was um I got into first something called erotic hypnosis, which is cool, which works on the mind. Um, so someone who knew that I was into that kind of stuff told me one day, hey Alexa Vartman is holding an intro talk in Oslo, Norway, where I lived at the time. I was like, who? She's like, oh, a famous tantra teacher. So I went and Alexa Markman is the founder of the new tantra. And I just, you know, I just, uh, the slogan of the new tantra it, is it, it makes sense in a weird way. And that's exactly how it felt. It was kind of like, eh, it's just a bit weird, but it sounds cool. Like, I kind of want to try it. The benefits sound really nice. So yeah, I did my first workshop and then I just got really hooked
2: on it. Yeah, for me, um, uh, a friend of mine, she was in uh, uh, in Tantra, she was doing the new Tantra and she told me a little bit about the workshops and um, it was quite explicit what she told me. And I was like, no way, I'm never ever gonna do anything like that. It sounded really scary. and. Um, uh, she kind of invited me to uh, do the 21-day the challenge. It's uh, the challenge we uh, we give to everybody. And it's, uh, it kind of forms the, the basis of, of Tantra. Uh, maybe we can go into it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that was kind of interesting because I could do it by myself and with my then, uh, girlfriend. And uh, so I did. And within, well, one or two weeks, I was having all these amazing experiences. I felt super connected to my partner. Um, I was having all these multiple orgasms, and, and and it just blew my mind. And at that point, I was like, okay, this is clear. I, I need to do something with this. Um, and so I started reading books. I didn't go to the to the workshop because I was still too scared. I started reading the books about um, uh, tantra, uh, Chia David Taida, and I didn't get it at all. It was it was too heady, and they they, was, they were describing all these experiences that I had for myself, but how, you know, how do you do it? What's the technique or what's the, you know, the the attitude? I didn't get it. So then at some point I gathered all my uh, courage and I, I went for the workshop and I was so nervous. Uh, I almost <laughs> puked in the car. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow
2: uh, Yeah, I was really, really scared, you know, being around people and, you know, working with sexuality with a group of people, you know, probably getting naked. And I was just shit scared but it turned out to be um one of the most amazing experiences
1: of my life and um, that's where it started what is this how explicit scary does it get on the first time
0: well we have so people there's different workshops but everybody starts with level one so level one is with clothes on so we like to say there's nothing really scary in level one um Mm -hmm. I mean, you do, the exercises are very hands-on, right? That's what you said. That's very, it's a lot, very bodily exercises, but you keep your clothes on. So um, there's a lot of outer body work on level one. Uh, We work with boundaries, um, fantasies, sexual fantasies, things like that. Uh, But then once you pass level one, you can go on to level two, which is the advanced sex course. And there you get naked. And there you start to do the more, um, internal exercises, uh, vaginal de anal de armorings, those kind of more hands on uh, genital massages and things like that. And parties, we yeah, have parties. So that you can expect a party if you come to a workshop. Yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah.
4: How many people do you usually host at these gatherings? What are, what are the numbers of people? It uh,
0: varies. Uh, the biggest, uh, the country where it's the most popular is Holland, mm-hmm. the last of, obviously with the, the pandemic we have we've cancelled everything. Uh, but before in Holland, it's generally around 50-60 people.
3: Mm-hmm. Come
0: to the workshop. Oh, wow. Yeah, at the, at the time when Alexa Bartman used to do it, her, the last year when she was teaching, uh, there were over 100 people in the workshops.
1: Yes. Wow.
0: Yeah, it was crazy.
4: And is there anything that you notice about the types of people that reach out to you? Like, what what are these? What are the people that reach out to you like? Are there any common traits, for example?
2: I would say it's quite mainstream.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh,
2: not just people who tend to go to spiritual things. Um, also, you know, you
0: people- mean as in normal people. You know?
2: Yeah, I would say are the people coming to the workshops are quite, um, you know, from all walks of life.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So let's go into it. Like, what's vaginal dearmoring and anal dearmoring?
0: <laughs> all right. Well, um, so maybe I, I'll do the women, you do the men?
3: Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, for women, <laughs> a lot of women have pain when they have sex, unfortunately. Um, there's like a lot of tension. A lot of women have very, um, let's just call it tense vaginas. Uh, and especially that, and this armoring, um, there can be many reasons for it. Like, the, the, it's not really like we have one scientific reason. But many women have trouble having orgasms, have trouble feeling inside of their vaginas. So, this vaginal de armoring is like a trigger point massage that you do. In, well, in the pussy to kind of wake it up and take away numbness, take away painful spots.
3: Hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. And so um, if you want to have deeper orgasms as a woman, we always recommend to do a vaginal dearmoring. So that's one thing we recommend, we um, offer on level two. Uh, so, and of course, the women can also have anal dearmoring, which, you know, is to remove tension in the anus. You can say a bit more about that for men. Yeah. Because that's like,
2: a big thing for guys on level yeah, two. Yeah, sure. Um, I'd say when it comes to uh, removing tensions, it's, it's basically the same as with the vaginal de-armoring uh, I think the, the the biggest added value for the guys is to uh, work on the shame that they have around their ass. A lot of us guys, we you know, we all have an ass, and it's it's an uh, it can be super erotic uh, zone. Uh, everybody's heard about it, but a a lot of guys they don't, they never ventured there. They don't dare to touch it. They don't let other people near it uh, because it's gay or it's dirty or you know many reasons. And um, I I think the you know to get rid of that shame, um, I think that's one one of the the bigger goals of the end of the arming. At least for me is how I see it.
0: Yeah. I even um, have friends that are gay that practice Tantra who say that in the gay community, the the guys that identify as tops only and not as bottoms, they also have that resistance to it. So there's Mm -hmm. even, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a big thing.
1: It's funny how like amongst, especially in my experience, like straight guys, yeah, the anus is fucking terrifying. And I've always been... I've always been a little bit experimental and so I've always kind of been interested in exploring playing with my ass, like with girlfriends and with a couple of guys I've messed around with. But when I've spoken to about, about it with my, uh, with my very straight dude friends and I think the response is like, ah, but bro, I'm just not gay. And then it's like, but what if you get a woman to do it? And there's this funny kind of like, you see the brain going like, but it's gay, but it's a woman, but it's gay, but it's a woman. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. There's just, um, it's quite like, Alexa Vartman, that was, that's one of the, I mean, she's, um, she's gender fluid, you know, trans person, uh, has a very beautiful feminine side. And one of the things she's always said is, is that, uh, it's, it's okay. It's quite accepted for women to, you know, embrace their masculine side, you know, have jobs and wear pants and, you know, all those good stuff, healthy masculine but it, the men's feminine side is still very like even looked down upon. So this is one one way also to address it in a mm-hmm. in a way.
2: Yeah. Because you, you do have to get quite vulnerable as a guy to to have someone else um, you know enter you. You know even if it's just uh, with with the fingers. Um, I would say it's a very uh, just Personally speaking, for me, it was a very um, a good experience to, to, to know how it feels to be penetrated, how, how vulnerable it is. Um, yeah. It gave me much more empathy also for the people that I penetrate. Right?
0: Yeah. The, honestly, the, that's the funny thing is the guys who learn to go into surrender in that way. They, In my experience, I think they felt much better because they are simply they know how it feels um and also for me being in, in that uh dominant role or masculine role whatever you want to call it is really a lot of fun so i think for me personally it's a win-win that's also why i got so hooked on uh, the new tantra is because i could play with these different
1: holes let's talk a bit more about that because like in my layperson's understanding this playing with the poles playing with masculine or feminine or top and bottom dominant submissive is like a, an important part of tantra this kind of trying to get over the the dualities and being stuck in one or the other like how do you guys work work with these polarities in in your workshops
2: yeah so we get the guys and the girls all together um and we have a little party nights Called uh, Slot Night. I can tell that, right?
0: Um, yeah, it's not a secret.
2: It's not a secret. No, no. no. Um, <laughs> And uh, we just uh, tell everybody to get dressed as uh, the, the most uh, feminine uh, expression that they have inside of them. And so all the guys, they you know, they put on wigs and they they, they go drag, and uh, the women help them get dressed and, and do the makeup. And the women also go into the you know into some of the feminine flavors, and then we just party. Um, uh, in, in the feminine
0: yeah and of course i mean th- there's a big build-up until that point obviously because a lot of the i mean most of the guys that sign up for our workshop are uh, are straight uh, and have never done anything like that so there's there's a huge build-up and also like we say it's not like we're not trying to convert people to become drag queens or to become trans or no not at all It's it's more about experimenting with maybe you've never tried it why not try never try never know right so you try and um, see if it does something for you, more like an ex- like a curious exploration.
2: Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and most guys they have a lot of resistance against it at first. Uh, so so did I. Uh, I I just I just hated the idea of, of having to go into the into my feminine, and I was like, yeah, can I just you know stay like this? I mean, I, I feel comfortable like this. Yeah. And um, uh, but I loved it. It was uh, it was so much fun.
4: Mm. So, so you mentioned uh, uh, trigger point massages, right? Um, that I imagine need to happen multiple times for that dearming process. Um, and we've spoken about the 21-day challenge, which is this challenge where people go 21 days without the so-called spasm orgasm. Can you tell us a little bit more about like what that does to the buildup of energy and to, to you know, how does that how do you work with that energy that sexual energy mm, in your experience like
0: yeah that's a good question also because I don't know, we we jumped straight to the you know dressing up part but this yeah. is foundation right this is what we start with this is what people can do at home also mm. uh, without going to a course um, and uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll tell you how it is for me. Uh, but of course, it's very interesting to hear from a guy because um, this challenge generally can be tougher for men than for women. Mm. <laughs> so you're nodding there, Owen. <laughs> 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 um, so for me, it's um, in a nutshell, the 21-day challenge is um, to abstain from the goal so in sex, people are very often goal oriented to get the the orgasm at the end, and um, for men that is of course ejaculation. For women that is you know rubbing the clit, coming on the clit, having that kind of that that uh, orgasm that creates those spasms, mm-hmm. this pumping sensation in your genitals. So we call it the peak orgasm or the spasm orgasm in tantra, and. Um, Link to what I said with the vaginal dearmoring. Um, When you, as a woman, at least that that was what it was for me, when I stopped rubbing and coming on my clits, which I used to do a lot, you know, uh, if not every day, almost every day, um, my sexuality was just completely clit-focused and I had no uh, sensation in other areas of my body. Mm -hmm. So that was the first... A uh, big benefit I noticed when I stopped rubbing my clit, having the clitoral orgasms, and did that for at least three weeks, uh, I got so much more sensation, and I suddenly could have a feeling inside of, the, of my vagina. I had, uh, I could have deeper orgasms, mm. and uh, I also felt more um, a bit more energetic. You know, a bit. Um, I wouldn't say happier, but yeah, a little bit. Sometimes when I had my, if I had my my clitoral orgasm, afterwards, I would kind of have like really dip of energy. I would feel a little bit like a little blue, Mm a little bit like, ah, that was it. You know, like a little bit like, oh, that was almost not worth it. (laughs) Mm So, um, and I was different for everyone, but uh, at least for me, 21 day challenge is key to really have deeper orgasms in my body. Very cool. Yeah. And for you?
2: I would say the um, at the start it was it was weird because I, I was so used to getting horny and then get to get rid of the horniness as fast as possible through ejaculation, um, either by myself or with a partner, and that, I think that was the the, the first um, thing that I noticed like hey uh, you know I stop coming, uh, which means we do what with the sex? I mean when do you stop? And it just went on and on and on. And at some point it's like, okay, so we just stopped to, to have some food now or <laughs> uh, take, a, take a little break for, for some, some water or... Um, yeah, and I, I must say that it freed up a lot of um, possibilities uh, during the sex, not to have this goal. And uh, especially my, my girlfriend, I, I, I must say that in the start, I was a little bit like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I have to get used to it because I, I, I used to be good in bed, now all of a sudden I lost all my, my 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 party tricks, so I had to relearn sexuality basically. Mm-hmm. And for my for my then girlfriend, this was great because all of a sudden she had, you know, uh, an inquisitive, curious lover who was trying new things and, you know, not just you know bumping away for ten minutes and then just coming and going like okay, so I'm gonna check my meal now. So. Um, was a big change
0: yeah i mean as a as a woman when i being with a tantric man is is uh i mean you get spoiled (laughs) because they just last so much longer and also um if you practice it for a while if you do the 21 day challenge as a guy and you it actually kind of gets easier over time you can contain more horny sensations in your body so um then for me as a woman if if like Whenever you fuck me, I, I know that I can go crazier because I know you. You're gonna have more uh, capacity to hold that horniness.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because it's probably now is the first time that I understand a little bit better what tantra actually is because I've been hearing about it for so long and in so so many different circles, using so much different language. Um, but so what? It's one of the important things that 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 I'm learning is that it's about taking away the focus from, from that very specific area of the body and from that very specific way of doing things, taking a step back and all of a sudden the energy that doesn't come out in the traditional way um, sort of can be explored in different ways. And it's really that exploration that it's all about, right? The, the fun part, so to speak.
0: Yeah, non, non, it's non-goal oriented. And, uh, and there, there's a, a little bit of a delaying the gratification. Um, we like to take the example of uh, you want one cookie before dinner? Mm. want to wait a little bit and have two cookies after dinner, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I discovered you guys' website and the 21-day challenge around about the end of 2019, actually. And have been kind of working with it on and off since. And like, I found that at the time I was, um, I was single and I was able to like quite often, but finding it quite difficult to, um, (laughs) because it's like, I want to come right. It feels awesome. And to just kind of stop and then be there and have my whole body be really horny and then just be like, what am I going to go and do now? Felt strange, but I have, acclimatized myself to it and i'm at a point pretty much now where i don't come when i masturbate and i try not to when i'm with my girlfriend but yeah it's fucking more difficult because precisely what you guys are talking about right like it's when i'm really fucking horny and it's just like oh shit it's very easy to cross the line and i think this is what i've been working with at the moment of trying to get a bit more sensitive to like When I'm getting so horny that I'm gonna come and then back off from it, but it kind of reminds me of what you were saying, Timo, about having to relearn sex a bit. Because I find I come at the moment where I can't say fuck as like hard or for hard for as long because I just get super horny and then I'm like I want to come and then I have to like chill out again and it's like shit. That's frustrating. But what I have noticed, um, and my girlfriend's noticed this too, actually, is like we're much more kind of like sensitive to each other and our bodies and our pleasure in a more subtle way. And we've been having more and more of these experiences of like, just having like full body shaking, which feels really fucking awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. Nice. So does your girlfriend notice a difference when you do the practice? Whereas when you don't?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think she does. And um, she's been, uh, she's been trying to work with not coming on the clit as well. And I think it, um, yeah, it's, our sex life feels very good at the moment. Oh, that's cool. Nice.
0: And I know you got the book also. Yes. Exactly.
1: The- right here. Yeah.
0: Nice.
4: So guys, what's the most satisfying part of your job other than obviously the sex?
3: Oh.
2: I can go first, yeah. Sure. For me, the, the the one thing I like the most is um, I assist on the on the tantra workshops where uh, where she's the, the facilitator, right? To see the people come in the first day, they're all like kind of scared and they're in their own you know little bubble, and then uh, about a week later they've done all the practices and um, they've just opened up, and if you look at their faces, it's just like um, you know, you see these 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 big uh baby eyes just looking into the world going like, oh my god, I feel you know so curious about everything and um just people open up a lot from this and I, I love seeing that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So um uh, I think that's that's the most rewarding, the most um uh, yeah maybe mm-hmm. even pleasurable experience uh, this, this work brings. Mm-hmm
0: yeah I, I would say I was gonna say almost the same. the what I really, what I think is the most fun about this is to be actually able to um, share tools that actually really work and that help people have permanent transformations in their in their sex life. Mm. That's really, really cool. So yeah,
4: and I can imagine that those changes are also sort of very big on people's personalities because we know from from the history of Tantra and so many other practices that the sexual energy is so important for, for, for who we are and the personality and everything in life, basically. Yeah. So you guys are really working with that, which is fascinating.
0: Yeah, that's actually, I mean, in the new Tantra, we, we have other workshops um, that you can access after you've passed level one and two that are uh, some of them are not sexual. You know, they are more like personal development, working on your ego, your shadow side, things like that, life purpose. Um well we start with the sex because if you get the sex stuff sorted, a lot of other things in your life get kind of easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And um does your job also sometimes come with frustrations?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean um so so what exactly do you mean like uh with the job?
4: Um in general, just trying to understand a little bit better, like uh, you know, th- through your day to day. Obviously, there's there's a lot of things that we're learning of, of how it works, and I was wondering if there's anything that you
2: you know,
4: less good parts or frustrations
2: maybe.
3: Yeah, a uh, few. I do. I anything comes. Yeah. I
2: I would say that um, you know I'm I'm also a, a sex worker, a gigolo, and um, working with sex is some something that a lot of, uh, especially a lot of guys think that is like the most amazing thing in the world um, but if you get used to it and that, that comes really quick um, it's also just a job and you have to do taxes and you 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 know you have to uh, plan your agenda and you have to make sure that everything you know it's like it's, it's not very different from when I was a carpenter when it comes to that you know you have the boring things to do as well mm-hmm. and, there, and there will be stress as well so
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, when it comes to, I mean, it's definitely a, a job, you know, you have an organization to run, you have workshops. But um, I would say on a, if you think of um, Tantra, any frustrations, personal frustrations I have with practicing Tantra is maybe the fact that it's still quite niche, you know, it's so, it can be challenging sometimes to find uh, partners that, that are not in the Tantra world you know, to practice with. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, of course, uh, there are a lot of interested people, but uh, it's it's still fairly new, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. not that popular to tell, especially to tell guys, hey, you can have sex with me, but you can't come, (laughs) you know, because uh, also because it's not a, it's not an necessarily uh it goes quicker for women for for guys it can take a little longer well it does actually take longer for their for your bodies to yeah. to get used to this this practice so yeah it, there's a little bit of education involved with it all the time you know
4: and and that's so interesting one thing that comes to mind is how much of reality is structured, and this is Camille Paglia all the way. So this, this, this. Uh, uh, what is she? An art historian, and she was looking at the history of art, and she was saying that so much of male-oriented art is based on this cycle. It's it's the similar cycle of the orgasm. So so like build up, climax, and then sort of refraction or, or coming down. Uh, so I can imagine how complicated it must be to get used to sort of taking a step back from that and relearning um, how to adapt to that. So very cool. How, how has your, you know, day to day changed with COVID? Are you doing, I, I, I can imagine you do a lot more stuff via Zoom. Um, how, how does that work?
0: Yeah, well, we, we canceled all the, I'll let you take the, the private session part, but yeah, we canceled the workshops. We just didn't want to take any risks. Mm-hmm. uh you know it's not worth it if if to hold a workshop and then have a bunch of people get sick yeah um, so obviously we, we cancel everything until further notice mm-hmm. um, but we uh, in a way and i think that's for a lot of companies uh the good thing about uh, especially 2020 um being just at home most of the time really got to clean up uh, the whole the online stuff
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know restructured made a new website and we got uh, online courses out um, so yeah, that's also, and we, 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 always wanted to, to do these online courses because we have so many people from different continents who would like to practice this, but who don't who can't necessarily fly over to, to Holland or Denmark or wherever we have a workshop. So we made these, so online courses. So that's the main thing that we're doing now. Uh, people can buy courses where we teach. Exactly what we what we what we teach in the, in instruct in the workshops and then we have real um, demonstrations mm-hmm. where uh, this guy and other people <laughs> in the in the, on the team actually have sex or show you know vaginal dearming tutorials anal armoring tutorials so you can actually do it at home so that's mainly what we do at the moment that until the covid is uh, mm-hmm. a less threat
2: and the the, the um... The massages and the you know the, the bookings are mm-hmm. are done for now. Mm-hmm. Just meeting people face to face is not. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not the best time for that. So uh, we just mm-hmm. you know sit around and wait for everybody to be uh, vaccinated and then we, we
1: can yeah
2: do our thing again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I want to talk a little bit about um monogamy and the types of relationships that exist within the tantra community because what I seem to have picked up is there seems to be this sense of like, people aren't so monogamous within your tantra community to put it bluntly. And I don't know if that's everybody or if that's just some of you. So for example, it's like, you've already mentioned that you guys fuck. I don't know what your relationship is, whether you're actually a couple or just like lovers, but then Timo, you're also a sex worker. Um, I know other people have many lovers. So like, what's it like having many lovers and, how do you deal with things like jealousy or competition if and when it comes up
0: you want to go first
1: yeah um
2: i think um you're talking about tantra and our tantric community it's not necessarily um you don't need to be um polyamorous you don't need to fuck around for this to work you can just uh, go and do tantra just with your your own partner and we've actually had uh, couples come into workshops and and do just that. And mm-hmm. and can't fine for them. I mean, there's no reason you, you couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, there are a lot of people who, when they get rid of all this shame around sex and all the ideas that they have around sex about their, um, you know, their, their sexual preferences, but also around, um, you know, you shouldn't be a, a slut as a woman or you, sh- you should not... Uh, eh? Um, people tend to, to start experimenting not only with, you know, different kinds of sex, but also with different kinds of people. And that is probably what you've heard, uh, you know, people tend to, you know, if you don't have that that shame on it anymore and you have a group of open people that are all sexually interested, um, it's a little bit like a candy store. You just, you know. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's... it's... It's also because when people come to the to, to our workshops, the TNT workshops, um, they know it's a space they can explore. So they, they some people who maybe when they go home they might not be very explorative. That they, they use that space for it. But then you have yeah, a lot of people who just realize um, that they have sexual fantasies that involve more than one person, which a lot of people do. So uh some people if they try it and they figure out that they like it then uh, they might adopt it into their lifestyle um as for jealousy competition all that well um yeah there will be triggers <laughs> and uh, you know like even for even for me even 10, 10 years later i i was doing open relationships before before i started with tantra um but it, it's still a practice right to uh yeah and so and uh so yeah we are we were friends and lovers, um uh, his girlfriend is my best friend, um, but it's not like we fuck every day, you know, it's like it's more like on parties and there's just an openness to it, there's no uh yeah, um I don't know what else to say um, we have exercises on the work we have a um level three, which is our workshop where uh that we call uh sexual completion that's the it's um it's the workshop where people really get to explore sexual fantasies. So, um, you know, and there's, a, there's there's a real structure to it. And some of the exercises there, there are invitations for people to help, uh, you know, transcend jealousy, because there, there are ways you can do that, um, which involve, you know, going step by step and, you know, um, being together with your partner the first time, you know, it's not like the, the worst is, you know, if, if you have a partner and that you don't have clear agreements and your partner just kind of wanders off with someone and you don't know what they're doing i guess that's that's a really hard one so yeah we have a lot of guidelines so that people can do it in a clear way without you know going into romantic dreams with each other all that stuff
4: yeah mm. yeah i can imagine that's that's a very important part of it mm. One of the things that comes to mind that, that I don't know if you can share more about is the, the actual um, types of techniques and, and things that you do there. I was very interested to hear about the, the, the armoring and the sort of dissolving of that. It, it sounds, um, perhaps some of our listeners will hear that and they will remember uh, Wilhelm Reich. because This sounds a lot like a lot of his work was also about taking away these physical parts of our bodies that are tense and have that armor. If you put the sexual energy in there, I guess I guess it dissolves it. Could you tell us a little bit more about you know activities and techniques like this? If you okay. can.
0: Yeah. Um, so the um, we about?
2: Can you talk a bit about sexual accumulation? Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, you know, as to um, techniques and, and and methods. I mean, if you look at everything we do, it's there's just too many to talk about. Yeah. In the, the time we have, but um, I think the, yeah, the the sexual activation of the spine is something we do in our uh, level one workshop, first workshop where you get your clothes on. And um, yeah, how it's, do you it's about it? it's,
0: it's, it's like about energy circulation um, mm-hmm. to be able to contain more energy in your in your body, um, and it has a lot to do with. Um, uh, getting vulnerable and and opening up the body with with real trigger points with massage um, and then with the 21 day challenge Having the energy concentrate so much in the genitals You kind of need the the whole body to be like a conduct for that energy
2: ah. yeah. So basically you get um, Worked on by a little your, your group of peers people uh, you're in a workshop with uh, like four to five people and um uh, you know, at, at some point, some 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 magic might happen. And to be honest, I was really, really skeptical about this part of the workshop. I went in there and I heard something about energies and about, you know, um, uh, back then they called it Kundalini.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, this is, um, you know, I'll, I'll just participate, but uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, it's, this is not why I'm here. It probably only works when you believe in it or something. But for me, it was a really... Um, I mean the experience to me was almost like uh um, you know, being on a on a trip on a psychedelic trip. it was very intense and I felt that my yeah my my body really changed from from that experience or maybe the connection between my brain and my body
3: mm-hmm.
2: so um I, I don't think it really i think it's really hard to explain uh, what it's like if you haven't experienced it or if you haven't seen it in, uh, in firsthand
0: yeah we have people who um uh, wrote to us, oh, I'm interested in your online courses, but I, I don't see any energy work there or, um, you know, sexual activation of the spine. And the main reason is it's just impossible to show that on, 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 a, on video. You mm-hmm. kind of have to be, you know, do session or be in the workshop space with, you know, this whole group doing this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a starts with a breathing exercise for an hour and then go into this, this, uh, these groups where you, you really press on each other in, in certain spots. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's a lot of technique in one go. Mm-hmm. So hard to, hard to, to teach that, but uh, the, the, the armoring part, um, you wanted to know, so what exactly. What are you interested in to know? Like how to do it or
4: just really the the array of, of things and techniques that that are available. Um you mentioned, yeah, pressing the massage and releasing the energy to the spine or, or or that and I think that's just fascinating. That that our body has that capacity because people don't know about this. People don't you know, sex is general genitals, but there is a whole another level to, to that experience that and it's it's there's there's ways to to learn more about that, um, and I guess that's the interesting part for me.
0: Well, I I would say I mean, if you want to, if, if, if you have listeners at home who really want to learn those techniques, I would say one, uh, by Alexa Varkman's book. So you show sure that we have it here too.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So Alexa Varkman, the founder of the New Tantra, basically the person who uh, taught us all the techniques um and uh who you mentioned in the start about the, the tantra being an old uh, thousand-year-old practice and uh, neo-tantra so of course alexa hartman uh studied all this stuff and then she she came up with the new tantra which is basically these all these techniques but in a modern package which is easy for you know people from from the west from the western minds of the 21st century to get mm. So I would say you know read the book because she has outlined step by step exactly how to do the things, uh, the the arm rings, Um, yeah. Fantastic. Masturbate how you know how to do the 21 day challenge, how to go into your feminine as a guy. Those things are in there. Um, How to fuck? How to fuck? Um, (laughs) How to give women cervical orgasms? Mm-hmm. Those kind of techniques—they're all in the book. That's one, uh, and uh, which is an easy way for people to do. The other one is, of course, uh, online courses or uh, get a bodywork session once that is uh, uh, possible—a one-on-one session. Yeah, or come to the come to the workshops. But um, um, it's it, I, I, yeah, because if you need a little bit of framing, huh? if I mm-hmm. put on the glove and you start pressing. It's not
1: going to work <laughs> yeah yeah where is such an interesting point in history right now where it's only been about 60 years or so that like in the mainstream at least in the west sex has been fine especially for both men and women and then on top of that it's only been again about those 60 years that there haven't been the same complications and fears to worry about in terms of biology and pregnancy and whatever infections i mean obviously these things still exist but we've got much better contraception now and yet 60 years on it's like at least what you learn in the mainstream what like what i learned from the combination of my parents and school and people older than me is that sex is fine and you should do it (laughs) and here's how to put a condom on a banana yeah stop (laughs) (laughs) figure the rest out from Pornhub and I mean like I think I think people do figure a fuckload out from Pornhub and I think probably people are perhaps a bit more explorative and a bit more kinky than perhaps they were in general a hundred years ago I would actually love to know the history of BDSM and kink I don't know if you guys know anything about that but that's like perhaps a different tangent to the one I'm opening up now but I think this sense of like sex education in society and like how we actually approach sex and like what place it takes in culture and even in like bringing up the gen- next generation is so interesting to me. I said to you guys in our like previous conversation before this, like, I think it would be really interesting and probably like would not happen at the moment to get guys like yourselves and sex workers and, like into schools to work with kids who are like 17, 18 and be like, Right, you guys are going to be fucking each other. Here's how you fucking <laughs> each other.
0: That's <laughs> uh, true. I mean, you are already in the school books now.
1: Huh?
0: Oh, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's talk about the, the school, the education for, for children. Yeah, it's it's just really lacking. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, yeah, like you say, it's just so uncool. Whatever, like, I mean, I. I know they mean well, but my biology teacher didn't even talk about, you know, she she, she couldn't even express that women get wet. It was like, you know, it was Osteria. so sterile. Um, so, you you've also been wanting to do uh, in schools, huh? Talk with.
2: Oh uh, no, I rather not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I think it would be great to have um, uh, uh, people who. Not just know a lot about sexuality, but also who inspire sexuality to talk about sex. In mm. um, I mean, it's not just what you tell people, but also what you show them, right? Like, you're, mm. if you are really not relaxed around sexuality, and you 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 speak from that space, and you 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 are there with a the broomstick or with a banana and a condom, and you pass it around, and it's all very awkward. And you know, is this is this the um, the impression you want to give these kids, right? That sex is something you know we should talk about it, but I'd rather not. And you know everybody can feel it.
3: So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and like you said, a lot of uh, I mean young young people today they learn it through porn, right? Um, and I would say the main one of the issues from that is so first of course there's the, the fact that you desensitize your senses because you get it gets so visual. So there's there's a lot of uh, you know, young young men who, they can't, they can't get it up anymore because they're so, they can only get it with visual stimulation as one issue, but um, the fact that um, there's a lot of greediness, there's a lot of darkness and uh, um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, dark fantasies and, you know, uh, those kind of uh, actually, there might, there might be a lot of energy there, but to do it like in a more conscious way, you know, not so greedy, not, you know, wanting just to Come in someone's face and just get rid of your sexual energy in that way. Um, those kind of things are are not available in porn, right? Just to to see like an alternative that is more uh, let's call it, yeah, a bit more sensitive,
2: and a little bit more serving.
0: Yeah, for, serving
2: for, for for the other person as well. Yeah.
0: That's a good uh, good way to say it. Yeah.
4: yeah, it's interesting. What this is making me think about is that we know that today's society, sex is a great hook, is a great way to sell things. It's a great way to put a carrot in front of people and make people chase after things. We see that in advertising every day and, 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 and really the whole, the whole system. And that only works because people are not really that empowered or aware of, they're not sovereign over their own sexuality. It's awkward. It's weird. You don't talk about it. And precisely, I guess, precisely because of that, that's why all of these hooks work because people are not in charge because if people were in charge and perhaps more grounded uh, and knowing themselves a little bit better, th- these kinds of things would work a little bit less. Do you f- what's your relationship to, you know, mm-hmm. sexual advertising or do you feel like it has uh, less of an impact for you now that you guys are obviously so knowledgeable and I guess experienced? What's,
2: wh- how do you see the sexualization of culture. Yeah, I think you can say that if you 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 actually have a, a, a very rich sex life, that um, these these sexual hooks they don't have so much uh, mm. uh, effect on you anymore. And so, so what we see yeah, with 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 a lot of people coming to the courses, um, people are really hurting. They're really lacking something, you know, being uh, you know, intimacy or just you know having all, walking around the whole day with sexual fantasies in their heads. Um, once once you you deal with that and you actually make work of it, um, things tend to calm down a little bit. And then if you you know you watch pornography, um, you or you you see an ad that's you know um, geared towards uh, you know getting you uh, sexually hooked, mm-hmm. and, um, it's a bit strange. It's like yeah, but that, that's not how how it works for me anymore.
3: Yeah.
2: Fantastic
4: very empowering so that's 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 maybe why some revolutionaries used to be very interested in sex education
0: yeah and to to get away the shame because uh, like you said there's there's um, uh, it's this thing that this this thing that has the most shame is one of yes has so much shame in society and yet it's most people are really interested in it so there's this kind of split in your head Mm mm-hmm that uh, I'm not a sexual being, but I kind of want it all the time. So, yeah, of course, the advertisement plays on
4: that. Yeah. Even, even the other day I was reading something from Carl Jung and he was saying that sexual energy or what you call libido is the one energy behind the whole world. Even arts and music are refinements of this basic drive that is the engine, the basic uh, power. So that's very interesting
0: that's great yeah and actually when you say that that makes me think that's one of the things we we recommend to people when they do the 21 day challenge um and they get very frustrated because you 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 build up all that sexual energy um because we also recommend that people you know that they don't go abstinent during those 21 days that you don't have to have sex every day or masturbate every day but do a little keep keep it going you know uh And then when people get really horny, full of sexual energy, we say, well, put that creative force into your life. Mm -hmm. Put it in your career, put it in your family, in your relationship, go for workouts. So that totally fits with uh, with, what Mr. Jung said. Yeah, it makes sense.
4: Fantastic. Uh, Let me me know if this question is a bit too intimate, but we've we've spoken about the 21-day challenge. And how how often do you... uh, sort of engage in the spasm orgasm or do you guys sort of practice not doing that all the time?
0: That's a good question. Um you wanna go first?
4: Yeah sure. Yeah.
2: So um uh th- when I started this this practice of non-coming, I mm. failed many times <laughs> miserably <laughs> trying not to you know go there and it, it happened anyway. Um and over time I got better at it. It took me about I would say one and a half years to I'll get kind of good at it and a, a few years later I was uh, I kind of mastered it mm-hmm. um, and so uh, let's say I went uh, three to nine months without having uh, ejaculation um, mm-hmm. and um, I think it was last year or the year before that I got curious again like uh, so how, how is it actually to have these orgasms you know, the, the, the ejaculation orgasms Mm i tried to try it out you know it's also just fine to experiment with it um and it made me realize okay yes so the the, the practice that we do the practice that i do it's working and if i do ejaculate you know that's the end of it and you know that's (laughs) uh, me falling asleep you know it was yeah so i've been i've been playing with it a little bit but um, uh, as a general rule, uh, of thumb, I, I, n- I never do it. I never come. Mm,
0: you know, I'm saying uh I started in 2012, and of course, I've had we, mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. Having a miss, you know, if you have a miss, that means you had a spasm orgasm by, by mistake because you know uh, there was something in the act that made you go the edge. You didn't have the control. Uh, so, um, uh, well, that ha- I mean. Uh, that will maybe happen for me just a few times a year, you know, it's, it's generally, it's not on purpose. Um, I, I did uh, also do one time, I think it was two years ago, I did one of those, um, I did a test. I gave myself a bunch of clitorgasms just to see what it would do to me. And I have to admit, yeah, that the next day I was, um, I just felt really, I felt like I had a fog in my brain. So, mm-hmm. and, and also um, every time, it just got weaker and weaker so yeah for me i i, I try to stay away from it uh, for as long as possible and uh also because the problem is if you have like some people like to say oh i just come once a month or whatever i mean you do you huh? but it's it's the problem at least for for my body and what i've seen a lot of guys is if you come once eh, that week or two weeks after you come are the hardest
3: mm-hmm. because
0: Body gets used to that squeezing again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's it's not like oh I'm just gonna get rid of the energy. No, actually, you suddenly you you start the mechanism again. So it, then you have to kind of start over with the first week of the 21-day challenge, which is the hardest. So uh, I would say the longer you go, the better. For me, the more benefits.
4: Uh huh. Wow. So it's, it's it's it is as if at the center of this of tantra which is something about exploring and, and it's very much about pleasure as well. But at the center is a sort of renunciation or a sort of limitation. Like we don't do that. We do everything else, but we don't do that,
2: right? Yeah. Okay. We, we basically give up the most pleasurable thing in life and uh, we get a lot back in return, but it's, uh, when it comes to it, it's a very hard practice.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah I can imagine, yeah.
2: wow, that's so cool.
0: Yeah, but again, like you said, like going back to um like I said at some point, like you get spoiled because the actual sex feels to me so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like uh, you know, going back, I can, I can even feel it if i if I fuck with someone who is like jerking off all the time, it, like they just fuck really fast it's no, but they don't feel anything in, mm-hmm. because they haven't given that time to, you know, build up uh so yeah Yeah. you get spoiled
1: (laughs) i love the um the idea within the 21 day challenge that you stay sexually active and i think what i've noticed and this comes from personal experience like there's a big online movement of guys around things like nofap which is like trying to have this complete mastery over sexuality by having this sense that like if I don't come, if I don't orgasm, if I don't masturbate at all, then I'm going to have mad feelings of power and control and purpose and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's true to an extent because like, like we've just been discussing that like not orgasming does bring up a lot of energy, but like what I found, like I was very into no fab for a while. Mm. And it just ended up creating a whole lot of shame in me because anytime I did masturbate, I was like, Oh no, I've masturbated. I've failed. I've not been strong enough. And so I find the, the the Tantric 21 day challenge approach much, um, much smarter in a sense, and also kinder and more acknowledging of the reality of sexuality. Like I think there is perhaps, perhaps part of the shadow side, particularly of, of men is this desire to dominate and to be in control and sex is something to feel like i want to be in control of i want to dominate my sex drive i want to be totally the master of it and so i don't do masturbating which of course actually connects to quite a um quite an old christian view of masturbating as something sinful and shameful but yeah i've i've i guess that's just that point i've loved the um this sense that you can renounce the orgasm without having to feel shame around engaging in sexuality, right?
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's important. Have you tried uh, doing both also? Um, No, I I haven't done the the NoFab challenge. I mean, I've been on the the boards on Reddit, so I I know about Mm -hmm. it. Um, For me, it's not sustainable um, because um, unless you really work on your sexuality and you work through your you know your deepest and darkest desires, and you live them out, and you, you know, kind of get cool with them, and you you, you lose all your sexual shame. Um, Real renunciation of sex altogether is not going to work. You're just going to be secretly thinking and fantasizing about it. You know, you're going to be sitting on your on your uh, powerful. Meditation pillow, or whatever it is that you do when you master the nofap, uh, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. and,
2: and you're gonna be secretly thinking about sex, you know, you, it's gonna be so distracting.
0: I, I do, I what I like about nofap is this uh, for people who really struggle with porn addiction, yeah, or, yes. or I, maybe I shouldn't say porn addiction because there's some um, um, uh, discussions whether or not that is an actual thing porn addiction, but um I know that the, the nofap people talk about it. Uh, but for guys who have been really been hooked. On porn, uh, doing like a detox is, is for a you know for a certain amount of time. It's probably not a bad thing. I think uh, um, sex addicts anonymous also they they do like a like a, a break. Uh, but then, like you say, yeah, I also agree that in the long term, yeah, I mean, most unless you're asexual, we are sexual beings. So yeah, if you if you um, suppress it it will come out in weird ways <laughs> and yeah, uh, mm. yeah
1: what is your um, the view of porn within the work that you guys do within the new Tantra
2: I would say that um, uh, you know there's nothing wrong um, uh, with porn itself and uh, the, 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 the problem is that uh, we tend to get so focused on on the image, you know. And, and um, if I think back on my, on my sex life before I started doing tantra, I often uh, was recalling pornography or certain movies in my head while I was having sex uh, with my girlfriends, just to be able to come. You know, I, I would go into all these fantasies, and um, it totally got me out of the moment, out of contact with my partner and um I think that's that's one of the big problems of of pornography it will it will definitely take you out of your um you know out of the, out of the body um that being said i mean we've we've made porn uh you know we the, we shot these online courses yeah. so basically they're, they're they're porn with an added uh instruction like this is how we do it and it was a lot of fun to to make a lot of fun to watch also yeah. Um, Tantric
0: educational porn.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, porn, pornography can be very artful. Um, it can be very valuable. It uh, it can be also really cool to see uh, how other people do their things. But, yeah, it has a drawback, for sure. I
0: would say, like, a lot of porn is also very goal-oriented and also just shows really bad sex. But then, yeah. of course, you have... I mean, uh, it's... it's <laughs> You interviewed this uh, lady in Berlin, Spanish lady. Uh, It was Paulita with Lustery, her website. Yeah, Paulita Papel. Yeah, I mean, that was a really cool concept to have real couples, you know, like they had all these rules that, you know, the person, the people filming themselves at home actually have to be in a real intimate relationship and like, you know, to make it real. Uh, So yeah, again, yeah, like you said, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that it's... uh, yeah, it desensitizes, makes people lose connection and uh, just shows a lot of really, you know, bad sex a lot mm. of the time. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of faking. <laughs> Let's put it down.
1: It was a great interview. And, like, I, um, I I sometimes go on that website and make an account for a month and just really enjoy it because I think the, um, the standard of the porn is actually so much better than what I see on the, like, mainstream tube sites because, like, it is people with real connections with each other and the video it's just like it's not particularly edited it's just like real fucking between attractive people who are like into it yeah yeah and, and i i'm super fascinated by these like developments in the porn world that i see going on at the moment like it seems to me to be a bit of a thing that there's there's almost like a european movement of more conscious a bit more artful porn as opposed to like the more mainstream american stuff with is very much just like massive fake tits and facials all the time
0: right yeah that makes sense yeah
1: like McDonald's precisely it is like McDonald's pornography and McDonald's sexuality versus something that's actually like an art product it's like a movie or a TV show that can be enjoyed and there's like this other um, company what are they called Ex Confessions I think that I'm like I'm quite a fan of
0: is that with, um, uh, what's her name?
1: Um, Erica Lust? Erica Lust. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: their concept on their website is really cool. It's like they, um, they've they got a forum and people can post their fantasies and then the best fantasies get selected and produced by their performers. Oh, that's
0: nice. Yeah. That's and cool. they also show a lot of, um, you know, uh, people in, you know, it's not just straight porn. It's, uh, I think, I think actually I, I saw ex Confession, which was a, uh, to trans men together, you know, showing how, how they have sex. It was, it was, it's, you know, it's interesting.
4: Mm. Mm. So in the time that you guys have been doing this, have you noticed any sort of changes? Um, because one of the things that we are aware of is that technology comes in and kind of shifts everything in society, including people's views of sexuality. So like, have you encountered any shift in the time that you've been working in the attitudes of people um, and, and
2: and I don't know have you noticed any sort of shift so, uh, I'm kind of still waiting for the moment where where we as um, you know um, sexually relaxed people can uh, do something with that you know right now we are not able to do this on for example Facebook or Instagram or you know we, we can't really show ourselves or, or what we do so I'm, I'm kind of waiting for a platform or a movement or um, something less prudish, uh, something a little bit more sex-positive that's not mm-hmm. just like a, a little website somewhere in the corner of the internet.
0: Mm-hmm. But I have to say there's definitely more, it's, I mean, BDSM has become way more uh, in the mainstream, right? The people know more. And also I, I used, I remember, like, Alexa Markman used to joke that, um, you know, when they started with the workshops, the anal armoring with the men, for example, was um, used to be very difficult. You can only get one finger in. It was very contracted. And over the years, we kind of noticed almost like an ass consciousness that got elevated. Like like, there was, yeah, it's, we see it in workshops that it's actually that exercise just really flows really easy for much more easy now than it used to be. So there, yeah, there's some relaxation. I feel has happened.
4: So The trend with is more relaxation,
0: and at the same time, not right. I mean, uh, I, <laughs> I, I guess it's it goes both ways. No, uh, I don't know what your what your um, have you how you experience it, but. Uh, I mean, Facebook has gotten more restrictive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have the whole cancel culture. I mean, all of that is.
1: Yeah.
0: Right now, is is. Yeah. Not people are right people way. are
1: work, working on on eggshells. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: It's this bizarre thing, like I find myself experiencing these days. Like as you mentioned, there is this restrictive social media environment and like this cancel culture, but then increasingly meeting more more people online through podcasting who are just a bit more and perhaps comfortable expressive open it's like but i, f- I feel very lucky that i'm in the space and that i created a podcast that allowed me to do this and increasingly like the <laughs> the relationships i have pre-internet i just don't have the same degree of interesting conversations like i wouldn't have a conversation this deep about sex with the people i grew up with but i can have it with you guys and with daniel and with increasingly some of the people i know from the internet it's this like bizarre shift into a like quite an interesting international network of people kind of just hanging out and talking online yeah,
3: yeah. that's true global village
1: yeah. yeah
4: you know what i thought about when you guys mentioned uh ass consciousness
1: I, I, I was like, this is brilliant because Daniel wants to be de guys.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is like, do um, you know how when someone is very uptight, you call them anal?
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, Freud was studying this stuff. You know, I don't know a lot about it, but you know, you can sometimes just by looking at someone and seeing how they interact with you, sometimes. The sexual frustrations come through, or, or sometimes their personality is so tied to the way they experience sex that that they're indistinguishable. you just, sometimes it's you can see, you can tell these things. And that's when you say ask consciousness, it collectively, I know it sounds sounds funny, but um, it certainly must reflect some sort of change in attitudes, change in personality, even that people uh, that you notice that. I just I don't know. Mm. Yeah,
0: uh, I can explain again. This was also um, uh, Alex Hartman who coined that term, <laughs> let's just say. Um, but yeah, I mean, you also I mean, you, even if that is probably one of the areas that for men that there's the most shame on the feminine side going into surrender and ass work, uh, there is still I mean, there's still a, a movement like um, you know. Trans and drag queens are getting more mainstream, for example. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: it's definitely opening up in that sense. Hmm. That's really positive. It it, it it it's definitely a trend. It's a mm-hmm. growing trend. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we can't deny that it's it, it is happening, and it's happening increasingly right. also in in guys who are straight, who are uh, you know not interested in men, but then they just also. Uh, have they recognize that going into surrender feels good sometimes?
2: Yeah. yeah, you don't have to have a big identity crisis because you, you know, enjoy receiving. Yeah, It's totally fine. And,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, another thing with that is for, for the big benefit for for women who are in relationships with men is um, what is also not so well known um, is that. If you are always in your masculine, and I mean, correct me, tell me how that is for you. But if you're always in that directing mode, guiding mode, always on top, always, you know, working basically during sex, you get drained after a while, Mm. tired. So switching roles, so the lady going in her masculine and the guy, you know, finally laying back and surrendering is a really good way for the guys to recharge their batteries. Mm. And then when you switch back again then you have so much more energy
4: hmm. interesting
0: yeah and attraction also i don't know if you um, um like if you um yeah i i don't know that's maybe you're not so much a good example but uh, i know so some couples have been together for so many for many many years you know 10 15 years um, and they're always in that same routine by switching there's like that they get so much more attraction to each other by switching the roles.
4: Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, because you, you guys are transmuting this, this sexual energy and that just has a big impact on people's lives and personalities. I mean, I don't know who said it, that, but, but, you know, sex makes the world go round, they say. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such an important part of, of personalities, even. It's oh, fascinating.
0: Yeah, and get confessed. Like you said, you know, living out your deepest darkest fantasies in a in a conscious way, in a in a in a non-greedy way. Um, you,
4: know,
0: you get confessed, you know. It's like yeah.
4: Yeah, and it's an it confessed fucking fascinating because <clears throat> by doing that, that's I believe precisely how um, the power of that gets diffused, especially in mainstream society. Uh, because I can't, I, I continue coming back to this point. That a lot of the power in society, a lot of the ways that <clears throat> you know, advertising and social media trigger us and dominate the minds of people, it has a sexual undertone. It has always a sexual basis. Um, for like, I, I'm just gonna throw this out there because this was a thought that 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 I discussed previously. Um, Sexual anxiety might be at the basis of a lot of anti-immigrant sentiment. Uh, Or at least that was something that came to mind. It's always mostly dudes who are anti-immigrant. It's mostly dudes. And I think it's one of those examples where it's about the sexual anxiety. Like you see the people who vote for the far right, they're dudes.
0: You mean people that are really frustrated? Sexually frustrated?
4: Or that believe that there is a certain... um, the sexual marketplace is going to become skewed against them mm. because it's all these dudes coming in and it's like, well, fuck, what about us? So that's just one example that comes to mind of how the sex is at the bottom of everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. there's there already some kind of um, scarcity when it comes to, to, to the sexual market for most guys, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I can totally uh, understand it. Like, even more competition or even more men yeah. in the country to, you know, snatch away your, wom- your women.
3: Yeah,
4: uh, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> with every rule, there's an exception. And uh, in Portugal, in the early 2000s, there was a case of the wives of Bragança. So it was the case that in the early 2000s, a lot of sex workers came from Brazil to that very little village. And the men would uh, hire their services and eventually they would leave their wives for these women because they just enjoyed it better. So in this case, the anti-immigrant party was a bunch of old ladies in an old village. Wow. And why? Because it's, it's the sexual anxiety at, at the basis of it. They were the far right ones, right?
0: That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, we've actually talked a lot about this, um, that for many men, it's such, it's the access to sex is so difficult. And the the one thing is obviously if you get a lot of money that will help you. Um, if you're very good looking, obviously that may help you get laid. However, one well, of the biggest things is sexual skills. If you if you if you get really good at sex, but for real, um that really helps your chances mm-hmm. a lot to actually get um, the the kind of sex life that you want, you know, the
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, which which there's no reason why you sh- people should not have access to good sex. Yeah.
1: But yeah. That's really interesting. Like, do you think that actually having sex skills and I guess knowing you have sex skills makes it easier for a man to actually pick up a woman in the first place?
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think especially for um, you know less um, uh, relationship oriented uh, connections. You know when I stand or um, women are definitely interested
1: in a guy who knows what he's doing. Oh yeah. yeah. Can you tell Paris just from like meeting a guy who's a stranger? Like, do you get a sense for his sexual skills?
0: I think that I mean, if someone's really confident, uh, it, they gen. It, it's not all. It's not necessarily correlated. But if someone's really confident and kind of just. R- r- sound kind of relaxed in that way. Uh, you, you can kind of feel like okay, yeah, they they have some kind of relaxation with sex. They kind of they're, they they could they could probably have more skills there, yeah. If they're really confident. Because if you mm-hmm. feel really insecure sexually, the confidence that you may display comes more off as bravado. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fake confidence. But this is the big thing in like the pickup movement, right? There's a lot of guys who make millions of pounds, dollars selling tips and tricks on how to talk to women effectively and like how to be confident. And I mean, there's an element of truth to it. I don't want to write off pickup completely, but like I think I got into men's work and got connected to my manifesto in part through kind of being interested in pickup, being like Googling how to get laid. But there's so much more to it than just the kind of like being good with words and being good with questions, I think. And I think this is where the actual working with sexuality is. So um, it feels so key. And it's something that I notice about the people I meet who have been through the New Tantra It's like, most of you guys have this real kind of like relaxed presence about you. Like I could feel it. I feel it even in this core that other people I talk to, feel perhaps a bit more skittish and i'm kind of curious what that is and you know, part of me thinks maybe it's this like you've been through your sexual fantasies and you know what they are then live them out then there's not something kind of there's not so much conscious energy going into like suppressing or hiding a part of yourself how does that ring for you guys i'm not sure, I'm not sure i got
0: the last question
1: well i, I think um uh
2: if you have a lot of sex, you also relax uh, a lot. Oh, I
0: like that, yeah. It is,
2: it, for me, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, having a meditation every day. You kind of get out of your 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 working mind, you get into your body, you know, you feel good. It's kind of, um, you Because know.
4: mm-hmm. it's so connected to confidence, uh, sexual energy.
0: Yeah. But like, um, oh, yeah, it it, it it certainly helps a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, but again, yeah, I mean, s- certain sides of pickup are, are are great. I mean, it teaches you conversational skills. <laughs> you <know? laughs> uh, you know? uh, you've actually been invited huh, to that.
2: Yeah, uh, I've been I was invited to uh, come and show some sexual skills together with a, a friend of mine. She was the the model to uh, show these guys on these pickup courses uh, how to actually touch a woman when you. Um, you know talked one into coming home with you
3: mm-hmm.
2: so what do you do then you know <laughs> and, and usually they, they they kind of uh, filled there and then you know the girls would never come back because you know, the sex was horrible yeah um, so then I, I came over and showed them uh, you know how to actually touch and massage and you know escalate and the funny thing what I noticed is that a lot of these guys who do um, to, to in the pickup world um, it it starts off kind of superficial it's about getting late getting as much pussy as you can and you know you check in with these guys a few years later uh, and both the, the the students as the teachers and they start doing more and more men's work they start doing you know uh, going a bit deeper so so okay how about instead of pretending you are this great guy uh, how how about becoming a great guy and not for the, just for the sake of getting pussy but how about doing that because you want to you know, have a meaningful life and and you know, good experiences. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I
4: think it relates a lot to the phenomenon of uh, like we were talking about the incel, the involuntary celibate. So dudes who have a very hard time having access to the sexual, I don't want to say marketplace to to, to sex, uh, and and yeah, there's 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 so many more of those today. Yeah. It's kind of a vicious cycle i can imagine because you you lose confidence you lose confidence you lose confidence and then you, you just it's a part of one's life that kind of goes away
0: yeah and you stop taking care of yourself and then you you get angry so you get bitter yeah it's 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 it's, it's not uh, not a good development yeah fantastic yeah i think it was alexander Bard who said um sexually frustrated men uh very often are the ones that go into organized crime or, uh, you know, terrorist groups and things like that. So, yeah, it's actually, um, <laughs> I was going to say, okay, let's, that's also why on the workshops we have such a big, um, uh, we talk a lot about removing this uh, slut shaming on women.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's like, hey, yeah, you know, women have a sex drive too and it's there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with, um if, if if you really want to get really slut fucked, which feels really good when you can su- totally surrender, you know, go for it. And you want to do it with more than one guy, go for it, you know, because the problem of shaming women like that and making them really prudish is they close their legs and then no guys have access to that anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is not healthy. Because yeah, you, you don't get to live out your sexual desires, which are really, you know, just even on your immune system.
3: Mm-hmm. It, it,
0: uh, it boosts your immune system when you feel sexually satisfied. So yeah, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to suppress that energy.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, the, the only thing that comes to mind now is, um, bard obviously speaks about the digital though and how technology has a role in in sexuality and, and, and how we live it through technology today and i can't help but to think like like owen mentioned before that um before the pill before the pill uh people had there were these norms of 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 you know People wouldn't have sex with more than one or two people across a whole lifetime. That was the norm, I guess, in many of our societies for many centuries. And only when technology solved that problem to avoid you know, unwanted pregnancies or pregnancies outside the marriage, only when technology came in were people able to step ahead and say, OK, now that we got that part sorted out, how do we, how do we deal with sex? Right. Some people say that the pill is is one of the most important inventions of the last like ever or, or, or of the last centuries. And it's really important to, that's why what you guys do is very, is very important because it's, it's about dealing with sex in a post peel era in a, in a, in a way that's healthy and then kind of tries to move forward in terms of the morality and yeah.
0: Yeah. The procreation part is not there.
4: Yeah, precisely.
0: Yeah.
4: But the energy is still so. Yeah,
2: yeah this. I mean, when, when it comes to that tantra, could be a solution for at least some people to to deal with this post bill uh, reality where you know sex still has you know dangerous sides, uh, but there's also a lot of freedom.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: it, it is just very very complex and. Uh, uh, I think tantra could definitely mm-hmm. help.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's a huge key. And when I said I also know that it's not necessarily for everyone. Also, TNT is a special flavor.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, a lot of people uh, associate tantra with more. You know, uh, lighting a candle and chanting a mantra, or that there's you know there's 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 a there's a spectrum of tantra. There's mm-hmm. a white tantra, and then there's the more. Uh, wild
2: side of it so yeah yeah and the new tantra is definitely on the wild side of things
1: so what would as we're kind of drawing towards what feels like the end here like if you had any perhaps advice or recommendations for listeners who are like hearing this and interested in learning more or starting to explore tantra and their sexuality like where'd you start
0: well i would say uh check out 21daychallenge.com and sign up because it's free and then you can try it at home and the, the second thing is i would um you know uh, i mean this is a bit of a shameless plug but i, I would you know buy, buy alexa martin's book because uh you know she's she's the source of the whole thing right so uh, yeah well what's the expression get it from the horse's mouth
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so, if people really wanna are interested in, in learning the, really the nitty gritty of it, I would I would start there. Phenomenal. Yeah, but then um, yeah, the twenty one day challenge. If you do it and you because very people, especially if you're in a couple with someone, uh, and after three weeks, you should definitely feel a change. Because uh, it, it goes quite fast to feel that initial change. So yeah, that's definitely. Where i would recommend
2: people start yeah. i think it's the, 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 the quickest way into tantric practice
0: yeah
2: something you can just check out for yourself just do it a few weeks and if you don't like it you just go back to your your old way of having sex why not
4: yeah fantastic well for our listeners you've you've heard it here first stop coming <laughs> <laughs> uh i guess i guess yeah i guess that. that's that's a wrap uh for for today guys thank you so much for coming paris timo and for this beautiful conversation and um yeah the the links will be on the description for people who want to check uh, check the new tantra out and the 21st um 21 day challenge and
1: i guess that's all from my side yeah nice one man i think that's (laughs) that's good for me as well like guys you talked about the book and the uh, challenge are there any other websites or anything you want to plug
0: well, check out the new Tantra.com. Uh, and we are, right now we're in the process of, uh, we, we already designed the website and we're going to get our, all our workshops, uh, calendar out. We're going to get all the private session private sessions out. So yeah, there will be a lot of stuff to, to read on that website. So that's also a place where people can yeah, learn an more.
2: An audio book is coming.
0: The audio book is out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People prefer audio. The audio book is available. Alexa Workman's book. So yeah.
2: Villains. All right. Thank well, you guys. Uh, also for, fun. for your, uh, you spoke quite openly about your own sex lives. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, it's quite vulnerable. So uh, thanks a lot for that.
1: Well, thank you guys. Thanks man. I am, um, I hope to get to a workshop at some point, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. And yeah, you have a lucky girlfriend. I mean, you know, that you are actually, you know, interested in learning this stuff is, is, that's great you know it's it's um, uh, <laughs> again with this with sexual skill uh, the thing is when you become really good at sex as a guy because let's be honest <laughs> there are not that many men that are really good at sex so those guys become really you become really valuable in a way so that's a really that's really cool that you're already on that path you know
1: <laughs> wonderful guys shall we wrap it let's wrap it Fantastic. Ciao.
4: We hope you enjoyed the show. Consider becoming our patron and helping us put out more content like this.
1: patreon.com forward slash technosocial.